Welcome to the Dirt Reporters Podcast for the week of December 21st. I'm your host, D. Swab, Derek Kessinger, joined by the very talented editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, Robert Holman, and Kyle McFadden. Santa Claus is coming to town in four days. Kovac, are you pumped to put out the cookies and milk for Santa to arrive to your place? Oh, yeah. I love the cookies. I want the cookies. That, that's my That's my Christmas thing. Uh, to make some Christmas cookies. You can send them to me and I'll, and I'll eat them. No doubt about it. That's the best part of Christmas. I think. What's your favorite type? You like the ones with the frosting or what do you like? Oh, uh, well, number one, snickerdoodles. That's always uh, one of the top uh, cookies on my list. And there's also this candy cane cookie. Lori's uh friend, uh, one of our friends from uh, back at, um, uh, at Lock Haven. We went to college. We just saw her in Miami. We went to Key West a, a week ago. And she makes these candy cane cookies. They're kind of, you know, white and, and red. And they're like an almond flavor with some candy cane pieces. My That's probably my all-time favorite. I'm still, I've, ate, I've eaten one whole box, uh, you know, box that she sent uh, sent along with me already. Got another one going. So right. I'm pumped about them, Derek. All right. Keep that in your pants, Jeepers. I've never <laughs> seen anybody fired up about cookies before. Robert, what is your favorite thing about the holidays? I know you're a very pumped up guy. You love this type of, uh, you know this part of the season what's your favorite part of the christmas uh season honestly um probably just the the we work a lot of late nights and everybody goes to bed way before uh me at my house especially i'm i'm sure it's probably the same a, a lot of nights with you guys so probably honestly just sitting on the couch and kind of in the dark, which kind of sounds strange, but with the Christmas tree lights on, just kind of soaking it in because we usually have our tree up for three weeks, of about maybe four if we're lucky, and just kind of sitting around, uh, just kind of just just soaking it in, you know, just kind of taking in the the the. Sometimes I'll play a little Christmas music on the on the uh, the television or on our uh, you know Sirius XM or whatever, but just just sitting around uh kind of taking it taking it in and just kind of uh, chilling you know my kids are 20 19 and 23 so we've uh we've moved beyond uh the some of the the normalities that people with, with little kids you know have so we kind of have graduated from that so uh but yeah just kind of sitting on the couch at 2 a.m and trying to fall asleep and looking at the christmas tree lights kind of twinkling and listen to a little christmas music and kind of kind of dozing off and then and then getting up and going to bed at four or five a.m after i fell asleep on the couch that's that's pretty much standard for me two or three nights a week during during christmas season the funny thing about falling asleep on the couch those like two or three weeks so colleen's like she just thinks it's so weird that you fall asleep on the couch i'm like colleen every american dad or you know uh adult falls asleep on the couch so you know like a couple times a year like it happens like she she was like dumbfounded that this was like a like I, was, I was the only person in the world to do that robert oh no it's so much easier to fall asleep on the couch than it actually is for me to fall asleep in bed i just i, I get in bed and toss and turn but on the couch i just kind of fall into that groove and, and just start snoozing all right well if you're sleeping on the couch make sure to not to you know uh let Santa do his own thing when he's dropping the Christmas presents off. I don't want you to startle him. And then he gets all freaked out and can't get to the, can't get to the rest of the kids in the world. Kyle, are you on the naughty or nice list this year? How about you? Oh, geez. Dropping that on me here. Uh, naughty or, or nice. I guess it all depends on, uh, on, on the person uh, making that decision. So um like to think I'm 
on the nights list. You know, some days I question that, but um, my favorite thing, I guess, uh, at Christmas is is just uh, I go over to my aunt's house every single year, and uh, we like pretty much have a uh, Thanksgiving 2.0, but with ham, you know. And so everybody knows on here that uh, I love my love my full plates and and love my love my hearty meals right and and so uh can't wait to uh you know just the the food uh family you know football actually kicking back on the weekends and you know uh and the few weekends that there is no racing until we get you know started back up in january but you know just uh change of of pace and uh yeah just slowing down and recharging and uh you know trying to stay warm too right i'm not uh not the biggest fan of this cold weather but uh it certainly uh i'll i'll take the downtime for the cold cold weather that comes with it but um yeah no it's uh it's always good to always good to meditate on you know what we have as you know people or as uh influencers in our sport and just our you know opportunity uh that we have to uh bring dirt lane model racing to the masses you know just uh the spirit of gratitude and you know just spending this time of year with family gosh you can tell you've only been in this sport for a year you're just all pumped up still and feeling the gratitude and stuff like that uh yeah I figured you'd be on the nice list, Kyle. You've done a great job this year, so uh, that's good to good to hear that you think you're on the, the nice list. Hopefully, Santa brings you something nice. Speaking of Santa, I kind of wanted to do this for the topic today. Um, we are going to play Santa Claus, which I think will be very exciting. I think all you guys will enjoy this. I kind of told you guys a couple hours ago what we were going to do, and it's going to be Santa in the Dirt Late Model World. We're going to be spreading the Christmas spirit. We are giving away gifts whether it's a driver, crew guys, tracks, you name it. We are going to give some nice gifts, wrap them up, and give them to, you know, the dirt late model world. Even if they've been naughty or nice, some of these could be kind of funny and play with uh, some of the stuff that's happening in 2022. So without further ado, Kovac, what is your first Santa gift you're going to give out? You don't have to give all of them out right away. We can maybe bounce around a little bit. What is your first gift that you thought of that you're going to give to somebody on Christmas in the dirt late model world? Well, I, mean, I think I'm going to start off with a Shannon Babb here because there's a story I did one time back uh, for the World of Outlaws, a little press release Christmas thing I did. And like I asked like all the drivers that were running the Outlaws that what was their favorite Christmas gift uh, that they've ever gotten uh, from a kid from when they were kids and uh, uh, or adults. It doesn't matter. But and Shannon Babb, he told me he his favorite was he got a pig a pot-bellied pig or something, I think, at one time, if I remember right. So I want to give Shannon Babb another animal to add to his menagerie. We'll just – doesn't even matter what it is. Maybe we'll throw – we'll make it a horse or make it a little pony for his daughters or something. But I think uh, Shannon Babb always would appreciate another animal, uh, maybe a, maybe some – maybe a, like a, a – a, a, some sort of like a very feathery chicken or something. But uh, I, I'll throw something uh, to, to, to Shannon Babb. That would be a very uh, – very appropriate gift for him because he has so many animals on his farm there. 
Yeah, I don't know if we need to give him like a donkey or a horse per se, because Paco, if you guys remember, rode to Eldora a couple That's years ago. That's right. So I don't think we need two of those to <laughs> He didn't like get. you, Derek. He didn't like you, but yeah, yeah. right. So <laughs> but still, you know, that's a great gift. Shane and Bab always loves uh the animals at his farm. It's quite the scene there. And uh, it was pretty cool to um go there and you know check that all out. Yeah, I think he needs another animal. You know, Finley and the other girl, other girls, they need, you know, they need another pet in their life. They only have like 500 of them. What makes it 501? That's a good one. A good start off with, uh, all right, Kyle, what are you doing? What are you thinking? Well, I think I would get Greg Satterly, one of those like micro touch beard groomers, you, you know, I, like I mean, it. if, if we had to hand out the beard of the year and our best of 22 series, I, I think it would have to go to Greg Saturday. It'd be my vote. And so, um, no, I mean, I just think it'd be, uh, it'd be useful for him. And, you know, I can't really grow facial hair. So, but kind of looking at a guy like, like him and, and uh, you know, just it, it, it seemed like every other victory lane interview this year that I had seen from him or watched on the, on the stream, you know, somebody had made a comment about uh, his beard. So uh, it just makes sense to me and uh yeah i'll uh i'll uh go with the uh beard groomer there for mr greg saturday yeah. the truth. that and i think that man that thing grows as quick as anyone's and probably the fastest growing beard in dirt late model racing i mean right would you think that kyle i mean geez there's a couple times he had it trimmed up a little bit and then, like you see him a couple weeks later and that thing's full blown out there again you know it doesn't doesn't take long for for Greg to get that thing, uh, to get that thing uh, into a, a a big bushy beard. Yeah, no, for sure. He definitely has probably also the fastest growing beard too in dirt late model <laughs> racing. You know, he's he's got uh, got the <laughs> the genes and the health behind him. That's <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he also has like one of the fastest growing playoff beard. Like it's a playoff beard for hockey. You know, like he's like literally. Month three of the playoffs, head of the Stanley Cup, game seven. He's got he, he could he could pull that off very good. That's a good one. I didn't think about that. Robert, Christmas spirit. What are you thinking? What comes to mind for your first gift you're giving out? Well, I would just first. I gotta say uh, kudos to Kyle because hell and to Greg Saturday because he clearly has probably the the best hair in the pit area. I mean, you know, without a doubt, you go up and down pit road there and 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 he is always looking sharp so i appreciate kyle's gift to him to keep him on point so that's that's really good uh i'm gonna go i want to reach deep down into my uh my little santa's bag and and uh and pull out a, a little a little gift here for scott bloomquist and um uh, it's a legit crew chief and I don't know if how I'm going to fit a legit crew chief into my Santa's bag, but that's that's what I'm going to bring to Scott Bloomquist because I really feel like that Scott has too much on his plate. He needs to he needs to just finally just give some responsibilities to someone, but it has to be someone capable. That's the whole that's the that's the whole problem. You can't just hand over responsibility. You can't just hand over the keys to the shop there in Mooresburg to anybody. So uh, maybe reunite him with, uh, you know, some long lost crew chief that when he was really, you know, just tearing things up all around the country. But uh, at, at least right now, I'm going to somehow 
somehow find a legit crew chief, the real deal, and bring to not the real deal, Don O'Neill, but you know, a real crew chief and uh and drop off there in Mooresburg to uh, you know, perhaps I'll I will uh, consult with higher higher powers. Maybe I'll maybe I'll look to the stars, perhaps look up and uh and find a crew chief for Scott. But uh I'd like to see Scott have one or two more really solid seasons before he decides that it, that he's had enough. And uh, and I really feel like it takes it's going to take a legit crew chief to take some weight off of him. So that's what I'm bringing him. I like that, Robert. I mean, that's what we uh, yeah. There there was a lot of times this year that Scott Bloomquist seemed to have so many. You know, he didn't even get on the racetrack some places. I mean, Jesus, the first day of the of the dome he got out there and didn't even turn a lap of hot last because the this had a problem with the starter uh there was some sort of mechanical trouble so many times that just it, it took him out before he could even we could even see what he could do uh so there was some uh, preparation troubles or something there that need probably uh a crew chief uh, that would really be able to just focus on his race car and uh that could be a big boon for him you know to maybe like help him uh you know like you said robert Get a couple more years of, uh, of, of uh, you know, uh, vintage uh, Scott Bloomquist. Is is Tommy Hicks still alive? Can he come back? I wish. Yeah, he's, he's still definitely there. still yeah. alive. I see him at Bulls Gap occasionally, but yeah, it would it would be nice to, to maybe reunite those two for just one or two more, like a farewell season or something. That'd be that'd be <laughs> badass to get those two together for for one or two more years and see what could happen. And if we did a company wide dirt late model Christmas party, he could play Santa at the very end of the night. You know, he's got that nice white beard and hair. That'd be perfect for Tommy Hicks. Yeah. Or a civil war general or something, you know, I think we'd we'd be one of those. Uh, Yeah. Just like, like Tyler Brunig with that big, yeah, he looks sort of like uh, a civil war general also. (laughs) All right. So my first gift I'm giving out is straight to Ricky Thornton jr. Love him. Him and his beautiful wife, Shay always going up and down the road. But I'm going to go give him a racetrack nanny because there is just way too many kids running around. You know, they're all really young. I think they're probably all under the age of four or five, and there's three of them. Um, We were interviewing him at the Gateway Dirt Nationals after he won the modified race, and we had to restart the interview like three or four times because one of the youngsters was crying loud, saying, Daddy, Daddy. You know, Ricky's trying to play it off, and then finally he's like, what do you need? He wanted to get on top of the pit, you know, the you know the pit uh. I don't know what you call it, the pit, pit steward, or uh, what would you call those things, Kovac? I'm blanking. The pit, pit box, pit box, yeah. pit box. Wow, I don't, I'm, I'm burnt. Sorry. Um, I think that'd be good. Um, that Shay can concentrate on a t-shirt trailer. They can get more sales. She's not running around, you know, making sure that all the kids are, you know, safe. I think, you know, I, there's probably some people that need a racetrack nanny, but Ricky Thornton Jr. pops to mind. I think, uh, I think that'd be a great gift, Kyle McFadden. That you know, if we can give him some time where their nannies watching the kids feeding them they can do their own thing at the racetrack and make some money on the t-shirt trailer then ricky can get dialed in while he's racing yeah maybe uh you know tyler carpenter can also you know team up there with ricky thornton you know junior too you know all the kids running around in the pit area maybe have a uh like a little daycare service right you know night at the track Maybe we can I, get that started, you know. Am I wrong or or is it unlikely that those two would share yes uh, would share a uh uh 
you know nanny there at the at the track like that didn't they have a little run in uh at the dome yeah i think that would year? I think they're both on each other's naughty's Christmas list, so I don't think that would yeah. work out. We'd have to get separate nannies, but I just, I don't know, Robert. I just thought it was a good one for Ricky Thornton Jr. I mean, there's hey, so many of those young kids running around. Maybe, maybe it'll bring the kids. It. Maybe the kids playing together in a daycare situation will bring right. the parents together. Maybe that's a maybe that's a good that's thing. Possible. Maybe, maybe that's it'll possible. take all that angst away with the with the fathers and moms not liking each other because of what happens on the track. Maybe the kids will be the peace the peace thing of the whole situation <laughs> that's very possible there's a lot of par- people i wouldn't talk to in my hometown if it wasn't for my kids so <laughs> it's very possible <laughs> all right kovac round two what do you uh what's another gift you're dishing out this year well i just see max blair um uh, mr miami dolphin fan Wait, there hold I mean, up. Did, did kyle go who did he i'm sorry yeah he I'm did sorry. the beard oh that yes beard. that that was a Grimmer. that was a dandy yeah, there My you go. Fault. It's coming That's back. right. Well, I like he said he did Greg I stay in Western PA. Max Blair, big uh, Miami Dolphin fan, he even has season tickets, and he gets down to a lot of the games in Miami uh, when he's not racing and sells the other ones. But I saw him and his wife, the Brandy, they went to the uh, the Buffalo Bills game. Uh, the snow, a little bit of snow at the end of that game up on uh, Miami and Buffalo on Saturday night in. And Max's wife was uh, accosted by some horrible Buffalo fans. They were saying bad things and just, I mean, most of the fans, she said, were good, except for these, some that were just awful, uh, not nice at all and not having fun with the game, being very nasty. So uh, I'm going to say they lost that game, but I'm going to, I'm going to, for, for Max Blair and his wife, for being Dolphins fans, I'm, I'm wishing them uh a Dolphins playoff victory. I'm not saying go to the Super Bowl, but give them a, they deserve a playoff win. It's been a while. Uh, so let's let them get a win and enjoy a win. Of course, if the, if the Detroit Lions can make it, my Lions, I would like that too. Uh, maybe that'll give me some good vibes also, wishing them a playoff win for the AFC team. But uh, yeah, they deserve one, especially after that horrible uh, that little episode that they had there at, at Buffalo in the parking lot, I think most of it. And, and they also got snow put on them by Buffalo fans up in the stands. So, uh, hey, Max, Merry Christmas. Get a let a Miami win this in the playoffs this year. Okay, first off, you know who they play Christmas Day, Kovac. Well, that's going to be a win for them for sure. Oh. You know, down, you know, they have a cold weather team come to the hot weather. Won't be able to get it done. Those Green Bay Packers. Yeah, you're hoping because I know you're getting a little nervous. We'll be talking about this. You know, the closing stretch. Kudos to your lines, but yeah, that's. That'd be great. Uh, if Max, also, if you're going Christmas Day, I'm a huge guy. If you need, uh, if you need an extra ticket to give away, <laughs> I mean, I'm your man. I can go to Christmas Day, fly to Miami for a day, and head back home. Um, Kyle, what do you got? What present you giving out? Yeah, I would have to say if he doesn't already have one, uh, Boom Briggs. I would get Boom a beer shower holder. Uh, you know, like just like one of those. Uh, little holder things that, that, that likes suction cups to the side of the shower that can hold your, your Bush latte or uh, whatever the heck he chooses to drink, you know, and, it's Bush, it's Bush, right, Derek. I mean, Bush like bottles. that's all there's no Bush doubt. Well, you gotta be careful. You can't have bottles in the shower. You don't want to be a dropping anything. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's disastrous. If you got a bottle that drops in the shower, that's true. Not my thing to drink beer in the shower, but you know, I'm just, trying to be thoughtful here and 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 so 
I just think Boom would be blessed by that. And uh, and yeah, I think uh, if if there's anybody that you can count on to uh, have a beer with after the races, it would have to be undoubtedly Boom Briggs. So it just it just makes sense. Yeah, he uh, he has a beer distributor that he gets a pallets full when he goes on rides. So that'd be a great thoughtful gift there, Robert. What are you thinking for uh, for yours? I know boom. That's that's hard to top because boom that fits Boom Briggs perfectly. Everybody loves a good shower beer. I'll uh, tell you what. I am. Uh, this is. Uh, I'm going to go to to gift a, an entire family. Uh, here's some some basketball tickets i uh saw will dome who is you know veronica and uh and zach's little boy he's like preschool first grade something like that and he made his first i saw on twitter where he made his first basketball shot and i don't know if it's practice it looked like they were playing a game of gotcha but uh it, it was in it was in practice or i'm not sure if it was a real game or what but uh uh, you know, Will is a pretty good little soccer player. He's kind of getting into athletics, uh, which is could spell trouble for Zach, who uh, is tough to balance. You're racing with when your kids, you know, play a lot of sports. But, but uh, Will's also playing basketball. So I'm going to give the Dome family some tickets to see Marshall. And uh, I think Marshall plays Appalachian State on December 29th, right there, or maybe December 27th, December 29th, right after Christmas. And uh, Marshall's off to like an like an eight and two, ten and two start or something like that right now. So they're they're playing really good basketball. I don't know if the the Dome family uh, like the Thundering Herd or not, but because it's close to home for them, I'm going to give them uh, like three or four passes. I'm going to send it. I'm I'm not really sending it to them. Don't I hope they don't get excited and check be checking their mail for like basketball tickets. But anyway. If I was Santa Claus, if I were, I would bring them uh, some tickets to see Marshall so they could take young Will to a college basketball game and show him the ropes and show him what it's all about. And because uh, if you go back and look at Veronica Dome's Twitter and you'll see him making that shot, that kid was crazy excited. And that it's it's really just it's awesome to see kids just get that excited about anything. So. Hopefully uh, he would be excited about going to see a, a Marshall basketball game if he hasn't already. Yeah, when he make that was a great shot, good form by Will. Shout out to Will Dome there, man. Yeah, when kids go to their first sporting event, it's pretty, pretty, pretty badass. Even when you're an adult, right, Kovac? Go to a sporting event, see your team win basketball, football, like you, like a little kid last weekend. Oh my! Seeing the Lions win against the Jets in New Jersey with a you know under two minutes to go score on fourth man, the crowd gets nice and quiet because there they were in shock of the Lions scoring against the Jets, and that was very nice. I walked out of there with a big happy face. Well, thank goodness you did. I'm glad you're just full of joy this week. All right, my second gift. Um, I'm gonna, it's going to go to Ricky Weiss. In the last couple of years, he's failed the droop rule. So I'm going to give him a nice tape measure, a proper one that gives him, you know, the right amount that you've got to get. Obviously, he won that race at Eldora and was DQ'd at the end. And he had, of course, had his probably one of the better sound bites we had all year, just his side of the story of it. Uh, 
you know, heartbreaking fashion, especially at the Big E. But I think if you got the proper tape measure that they use for the World of Owls, maybe just take, you know, Kenny's and, you know, check it out and measure it and make sure we have, uh, you know, the proper proper droop rule because it happened at Cedar Lake one time, and I think it's happened a couple other places. So, I don't know. Maybe if you got the, you know, the proper measurement equipment, it would help them out there. I don't know, Kyle. You think that's a decent gift? Hopefully it doesn't come at me for, you know, kind of being sarcastic there. But I think it'd be a good, nice little uh, gesture if you got one of those. Yeah, for sure. I think Ricky would be appreciative of that. I'm, I'm sure all the, all the, all the, uh, all the tension and all the, all the emotions that came with the, his droop failure at Eldora has uh, settled and subsided. So yeah, for sure. I think he would certainly put that to use. And so uh, and and would be appreciative of that there there Derek. We'll come right back to you. What's your what's one of your final gifts you're going to give? Me? Uh, yeah, we're going to oh. switch up the order, getting you guys confused a little bit. Oh geez. Oh, I was literally just thinking that if we were to go to a third round, <laughs> what would happen? Um, maybe I I would get Chris Ferguson a new merch trailer it just seems that all the merch that he has that little trailer just isn't enough um to hold there and and his mom's a a sweetheart just it seems like she's running around attending to uh you know multiple fans wanting to buy some kind of merch from Fergie at once and so um I would maybe have to look into uh, a new merch trailer there for Chris Ferguson, something that's just maybe a little bigger. Um, if uh, I had to think of something on the spot right here, so um, yeah, I mean, you know, Chris Ferguson, it's it'd be interesting if we had obviously, you know, there would be no way in really uh, gathering all of the merchandise sales in, in one sitting and really looking at it and kind of ranking the drivers in terms of merchandise sales, who, who rakes in what uh, merchandise ex- exclusively, but you'd, you'd have to think that Chris Ferguson is, is the, at least top three, if not maybe the top selling, you know, dirt late model merchandise driver. So uh, that'd be, that'd be my gift there. If I could have the means for it, I tell you, I tell you right now, I don't have the means to make that happen, but if I did uh, I'd, I think about it. But you're saying it. You can do what you want. You got magic. You can do That's true. anything you want. You know? There you go. And also, part exactly. of racing nowadays is how important T-shirt sales are. They've kind of, like, upped their game here the last 10 years, Kovac. So, I think a nice trailer, maybe with a cool, like, Fergie pose or something like this on the side so people down the highway can see who it is. It's very important for these drivers to have a good T-shirt trailer because just an extra form of income that you probably didn't see, you know, like 20 years ago. Yeah, they sold shirts but not to like the marketing expertise we have now. Oh yeah. I mean, they're selling them online. They never did that. You know, 20 years ago, they weren't really doing that. Right. So uh, uh, they make a, they make a good amount. You, you got to sell some t-shirts if you're going to be making some money it really it helps the income I'm sure. But yeah, it, I do like having the, you know, the, the t-shirt trailer, maybe, you know, like you said, with the Fergie with his arms crossed or something uh, yeah, that I, we don't see that on regular race car haulers. These late model haulers rarely and barely any of them have anything on their sides. You know, there's no, there's no lettering. There's no, no wraps on them. They're just white trailers or green trailers or 
blue trailers and uh, I you see like though, sprint cars. I, I, sprint I cars all have them. But I heard they it's like a if they do that, it's like commercial then, and then they actually have to follow the rules of like you know nine hours driving and like sleep. I think that's like that's why a lot of late model teams. Yeah, it could it. be whatever it is. It's just like yeah, you don't know what's in those trailers all the time. We probably know, but you never. You know, like the people, normal people down the sh- down the road, they don't see it like they used to. Like all these other haulers, they always used to have racing on there, and you knew what it was. But it I also think that's kills a- the resale value, guys. It, it's uh, when you it's harder to sell. You know, it, it kills the resale value, not a hundred percent, but it, it hurts it when you got all that. Maybe stuff in this day and age of well, everybody wants a trailer so bad. Maybe let's 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 letter them up. I want to see them lettered up. <laughs> so. That's a that's a Christmas uh, wish. That's not a Christmas present, but it's a Christmas wish. See some right. lettered up haulers. All right, Santa <laughs> Kovac, what's your final gift? Can, I'm I'm gonna knock out two real quick here. Just two quick hitters. Perfect. One, one of them is stuffers. I like. Yeah, them. one of them. I've mentioned this before. After I went there in September, uh, this is for Kokomo Speedway to get a new damn hot dog supplier because those hot dogs that I had there, I mentioned it. That was most pathetic hot dog I've ever seen in a pit grand. I mean, I, I don't know if they had them in the regular uh, behind the grandstand, but they had them in the pit stands, you know, the pit uh, concession stand. And it was, you couldn't even see it in the bun. That's how small and gray and just an ugly looking hot dog. So Christmas gift, Kokomo Speedway, new hot dog supplier. And I want to give a gift, a Christmas gift to all the crew guys, uh, these traveling crew guys uh, with late model teams. Like some sort of shuttle bus, shuttle van or something for when these big races happen or they're they're stuck in these infields of racetracks. Most of them in the inside the hall or 24 hours a day for four or five days. Let's get them some sort of little shuttle bus or something. We could they could get in there. We could take them away from the racetrack for taking the restaurant or something uh, for a little while just to get them, a, a you know, get them away from their place of work for a few hours and uh, let them uh, maybe have a little, uh, little break in the action and the, just uh, in the the atmosphere and let them see something different and have a little fun and, and eat something better than racetrack food or something from the hauler for a, for a few minutes. So I mean, we could have a traveling racetrack, a traveling crew guy, shuttle bus or something van. Maybe we can, let's, let's make that happen. I think Randall Edwards should spearhead that. He'd be like the head, like the commissioner for all the, you know, all the crew guys and get, you know, the, you know, maybe get a, what do you call it? A players union or a crew union. And right. Get some of these stuff for these crew guys that are working their tails off. Right. Yeah. You feel day. bad for him being in these hot pit areas in the middle of the summer for like, they could be there from a Tuesday to a Saturday night or Wednesday to Saturday. That's a long time. And, and they don't always get to leave and, I think it would help their mental state, right? If they got out of there a little bit and uh, and got and, and I'm sure and Randall Edwards would know be- the best uh, burger joints around there because they don't they don't call him cheeseburger for nothing. He'd be he'd make sure that they uh, found a good burger spot to go eat something. Yep, that'd be perfect. Shuttle bus for the crew guys. It's a nice gesture there, Kovac. Santa man, you're a great you're a great Santa Claus, Kovac. <laughs> All right, Robert, what do you got for your finale? And then I'll finish off with my final my final president. First of all, that is an amenity that uh, that tracks, you know, maybe they should look into it. You know, maybe some of these tracks, you know, not one that travels with the teams, but, but you know, these tracks that hold, hold people hostage four or five days, you know, have a bus that takes people somewhere. You know, it's not a bad idea. Uh, actually, uh, I considered giving uh, Jonathan Davenport, I mentioned this in our Fast Talk a couple of weeks ago, I, I considered giving J.D. Uh, a new 
uh, steel safe to keep all that money he won uh, this past year. But, you know, I got thinking he can buy his own damn safe. He's got enough money or he can just keep it in his closet. He doesn't he doesn't need that. So so I retract that gift. I'm not giving him that because that cat's got some cash now. What I am going to bring, what I am going to gift, I'm going to stay right here in my native state of Tennessee, and I'm going to send, um, I'm going to send Jesse Lowe a a full time super late model ride for 2023. That's what I'm saying because, man, that that guy proved that uh, that he can wheel a race car. He proved that he can uh, conduct an interview. Uh, at Gateway, I know Gateway is a little bit different uh, with with the small track and stuff, but but I've seen him run a bunch of different cars around here. He can drive, and uh, I feel like that perhaps that would be a a good gift for for a local guy to have a, a full time ride. Uh, a local guy who probably deserves it, who would uh, usually usually treats equipment pretty good. I think that that would be a a good gift for Jesse Lowe to have a full-time super ride in, in 2023 competitive one. I like that. Yeah. It kind of, you know, that's part of the gateway charm. Everybody, you know, especially us know who Jesse Lowe is, but to have that, you know, 15, 20 minutes of, you know, winning it, put on a, you know, put on a decent performance there in a great interview, people start to recognize you. So I like that pick Robert Kovac. And that, how about this, Robert? Too, I remember it was a 2010 Masters built that he was dr- driving at the indoor race with like a 2005 or a six or seven motor in there. Like he, like he said, that'd be perfect. Give him a new ride. He get some new equipment too. Update his equipment. For sure. I mean, he did sure. that a pretty damn good job with a with a car that was more than a decade old and a, an engine even older. Yeah, I mean, we've said that Gateway is a, a great equalizer, and and it certainly is. But so so when you step out from there, you definitely need some better equipment when you go to these other tracks. So so that's what I would send to uh, to Jesse. I like it. That'd be awesome. I'd love to see you guys get a full time super late model ride for next season. My final gift is going to go to the founder of this podcast, Joshua Joiner. I am going to give him a book. The how to promote for dummies because next year the hunt the front is starting their new series. It's gonna have like what is it, 15 or 17 races, something like that, where they'll be traveling, you know, in that southeast region that they're from. Uh, they said they want to do this for a long time, but there's a lot of secret stuff for when you're promoting or a series director, as you can know. Just ask Sam Driggers, who goes up and down the road all summer, and you have every crazy scenario that could happen, you know, late nights, power going out, just you know, the fence getting taken out, just all these scenarios, Robert, that, that going into, you might not know and realize, you know, dealing with different promoters, how to handle this certain situation. So I think a promoter's guide for dummies for Joshua Joyner and hunt the front as they start their season in 2023. That's an excellent gift. In fact, in fact, it's one that if you, if someone would put that together and write it, it might become a bestseller (laughs) because there's a lot of people out there that need that book. Yeah, there's plenty of tracks that we see throughout the entire year or we hear about just through horror stories. But I think that'd be a good gift for Joshua, the guy that created this podcast, now doing stuff for Hunt the Front full time and going to be a promoter. And him and his brothers are going to be running a series next season. Kovac, I think, if like Robert said, if somebody did make that book, I think a lot of people would check it out. I think Sam 
should write the prologue, I think, for it. Sammy, yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to see the language in that one, especially when he writes his little uh, letters to the modified drivers and late model drivers. And he, you know, tells them what he's going to do and we're not going to take any more crap and all that. So, uh, man, I, I'd, I'd like to see that. Uh, the, those words. He you might have together. to proofread it, though. Yeah, I might have to do some editing on it. That's for sure. But uh, Sammy, uh, if, if it's anything like his speeches sometimes at the driver's meetings, that would be interesting. Yeah, and if well, I guess if he did write it, there might be some cigarette burns in some of the pages. So <laughs> it'd be my yeah, it might be hard to read some words, right? I think we gave out good gifts this holiday season. Everybody that we said uh, deserves all the gifts and presents. They've been good this season. Uh, kind of wild that 2022 is pretty much going to be over here as we, you know, preview next week. We'll be going into January 1st of 2023. So all you guys for next year hearing this podcast, just be good. Be great, and then maybe we'll give you some presents next season when we play Santa Claus for, you know, the Christmas special. Uh, before we finish, we do one more thing. Kyle, what do you got? Yeah, uh, Midwest racer Dustin Walker uh, is going to be making the big jump to the World of Outlaws next year, adding to the Outlaws roster. Uh, he's raced, uh, he raced about 20, 25 races in the late model this past year. I talked to him out at Humboldt in Kansas during the outlaw swing. And uh, he had told me then that uh, he was gearing up for a national touring run, just didn't know which series he would pick. And uh, he texted me uh, last week saying that uh, he has made his decision and he's going outlaw racing next season. So uh, more info in our dirt wire section on a uh, dirt on dirt. And so it's, uh, it's, it's good to see a guy like him uh, getting that opportunity to go out on, on the road next year and uh, getting to at least do it once. So, um, so yeah. Robert, what do you have for one more thing? I just I just uh, uh, wanted to say congrats to Ashton Winger who picked up a crate light a crate late model win down in Florida to close out the season uh, just recently maybe just this past weekend uh, I think it's a twenty five hundred dollar victory uh, he was down uh, down there at East Bay and uh, so congratulations to him you know there aren't a lot of races left uh, uh fortunately and you have to go much much further south to find one in december and uh so he's down there at east bay uh had a good run i think he started 16th and uh came to the front and won the crate race so congratulations to ashton winger and uh hopefully that'll be a, a sign of good things to come for the for the young Georgian uh, as he starts uh, 2023. Kovac, what about you to finish it off before I get to mine? Actually, I'll go first because you might take mine. You usually do. Go ahead. All right. So they've asked him if he's going to run it. He tweeted about it. They actually made a whole, you know, sprint car with, you know, Nutri Nag on it. JD, you have nothing to lose. I think for my one more thing is that we should like get a campaign going that Jonathan Davenport should run the million dollar race for sprint cars at Eldora Speedway next year. Now, granted, Brandon Overton did at Charlotte, didn't put on the best performance, but I feel like JD at Eldora, well, I'm, I'm not going to say he's going to make the show and maybe be in the C main or something like that, but I, we got we have all these sprint car guys trying it out. Why can't our slate model guys step up and go run the million dollars? I think 
I'm going to start a campaign right now, get JD a sprint car ride for the Eldora million in 2023 in July. I just, I don't know, Kovac. I think that'd be, I think that'd be pretty awesome and a kind of a cool like story, even if he, you know, did mediocre at best, but I think JD should try it. Also, I don't know how he was fit in a sprint car. So we'd have to figure that out as well. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger guy, you know, I mean, for a little, little taller for a sprint car driver. If Jason yeah. Sides can fit in it, J.D. can. Yeah, it's just Jason. I mean, it, it's just J.D.'s height, I, I think, is a little bit bigger than the normal sprint car guy. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, you don't see it after. You don't see it too much. Uh, the the sprint, uh, you know, a late model guy going to a sprint car. I mean, who who's done that? I who, who what late model guys have won in a sprint car? Not too many. I know like a. Uh, uh, I mean, you, if you consider him a spring, uh, a late model guy, Stuart Friesen now, I mean, he's more of a modified guy, but he's run some late model races. He's won an outlaw race with a, with a sprint car uh, up in, in Canada. So uh, it's, it's possible. You got to have a really be very versatile. Uh, maybe, maybe JD could do it. He's a real damn good race car driver. Maybe they can add the device to the sprint car <laughs> there. They can put on a show. All right, Kovac, finish this off. Uh, I'm just so we were talking about this a little bit before we even started, uh, but it was a big uh, this past week uh, in, in the last week or so was Wiley Moran's uh, bachelor party uh, out there in Las Vegas. So, you know, his brothers went and so did uh, I saw Spencer Hughes in a picture. Joel Rogers from the Rocket Chassis House Car team was out there with them. I mean, it was only a few years ago that we might have been doing this little Christmas uh, present giving thing and and would have been like let's we're gonna give uh we need to give a christmas present of uh of, of a of a girlfriend to to wiley moran remember it was get wiley a girlfriend uh, hashtag was uh was a hot ticket a few years ago and and now our wiley's all grown up and he's gonna be getting married uh just has his bachelor party so i hope those guys had a good time out there they had a lot of good pictures i saw uh hope they kept joel out of trouble and uh and you know congratulations to to the soon-to-be-wed Wiley Moran. Yeah, let's, give him a, let's just give him a clap, guys. That's just huge news. You know, get Wiley a girlfriend was a hashtag for a long time. Uh, I'm happy for him. He found the love of his life, and he they dated for a couple of years. Now he's getting married. But crazy how they grow up so fast, Robert. Without a doubt. Blink your eyes, and they're gone. <laughs> Well, I hope everybody enjoyed their presents. Uh, have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Uh, next week's show will be pre-recorded. We're going to do kind of a little, just a topic where it's just kind of general and doesn't need like a time frame. So I think you guys will enjoy that. Be sure to check out all these storylines. Be sure to check out um, the blogs, uh, the columns, you know, the weekly notebook, everything in between before we, end the new, uh, before we get to the new year when we have best ofs articles and videos as well to finish it off can't wait for those as well till next time this is the dirt reporters thank you for listening